Welcome back to Momplicated. This is episode two. Uh, I've had quite a wild morning. I feel like I say that all the time, but I guess that that's just most of my mornings are, you know, as a mom of three, uh, trying to get everyone where they need to be. It it kind of always seems to go in that direction. We have a snow day today. Which is interesting because it's actually, I'm looking out the window and it's kind of, it's pretty clear and blue skies. And yet we had school yesterday when I was really thinking it would be a snow day and was, uh, could have really used a snow day and we had school. And then today I really need my kids to be at school and we had a snow day. Mm -hmm. Such is life. I also, our coffee machine broke. We have one of those uh, fancy coffee machines. We've actually had it for years and we do love it because I don't, I don't go to Starbucks. I don't go to any coffee places anymore because it's just that much easier to get a good cup of coffee at home. So I do love it until it breaks. And then you start to feel like the dumbest person in the world because you're like, how all right, I need to take these beans and like, how am I going to get coffee out of, out of this? Um, so it was, it was sputtering out like a little bit of coffee. So I've just kind of been ripping shots of espresso or whatever else is coming out of that machine. And, uh, I, I, you know, every day usually have my normal, like I'll have like two cups of coffee every morning, any more than that. And I start to get kind of jittery and today I've definitely crossed that line. I'm feeling a little shaky right now. Um, we also I mean, woke up to cat vomit on the carpet, which is actually, unfortunately, a little bit of foreshadowing uh, regarding what we're going to be discussing on the podcast today. Um, yeah, pets, kids, it's all it's all good. I think these are, these are the days that I just really have to muster up all the humor that I can and, you know, not go wide as we talked about on the last episode with my friend Lauren and, um, just really lean into, into the, the humor, which is why I'm so excited to have the guest that we have here today, Caitlin Murray of Big Time Adulting, as you may know her on Instagram, host of the Big Time Adulting podcast, author of the newsletter Soul Snacks, and my idol in motherhood and comedy. So, Caitlin, I can't thank you enough for being here today. Oh, my God, Dana. I love you. That's so nice, honestly. Um, I have so enjoyed like seeing your page. I don't know how I originally saw your page just pop up into my feed. I think it was one of those like suggested follows. And it was something just so relatable to me because our kids are such similar ages. And um, I was like, oh my God, yes, she's, she's nailing this. So funny. Love it. Well, I mean, the feeling is mutual. Um, And you, I, I feel like everything that you share is, so relatable but you do it so well with like such a sense of humor like even because you have sick kids at home right now right I do I have one home today and this is like day five because we've been we had like the three-day weekend and then a snow day yesterday and now a sick kid at home today so 
I'm just, I'm rolling in it. I'm rolling in these kids. We, yeah, we also have a snow day today. So Uh, (laughs) luckily no sick kids, but I will, um, I, I feel like after we had our third, it hit me because he's got like a tummy thing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And after I had my third, I was like, I had the realization that we were a family of five. And at some point, the stomach bug was going to hit our house and I could possibly have three children (laughs) vomiting at once. And that's now like my Roman empire. Yeah. It's such an overwhelming (laughs) situation when the stomach bug hits. It's Oh God, it's like a punch in the gut. Um, and then you also think that you're nauseous, like all the time. The second yes. somebody feels up, you're like, am I sick? Do I have the stomach bug? Am I going to puke? Yeah. And I'll try to convince myself. It's like that scene from Bridesmaids where she's like, I'm not sick. I'm hungry. And I'm like, yeah, I just need a snack. I just haven't had enough to eat today. Surely that's it. Uh, but yeah, I feel like one of the more like important milestones in parenting that we don't talk about is when your like youngest kid gets to an age where they actually can vomit in a place where you want the vomit to go. Um, I'm not there yet. My youngest preferred place is still like directly on me, but I'm hopeful in the next year we'll get there. (laughs) Yeah. It's like when the next part of your life begins, kind of like when they can make it to the toilet with by vomiting. That's really absolutely. Yeah, where I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, it's hit or miss. Like Luke, a couple of weeks ago, we were driving in the car and just out of nowhere, everywhere, all over himself in the car, the worst kind. That's just yeah. No, we've had that too. I have a kid who yeah. a car sick kid, and it's uh. it's a situation. But yeah, <laughs> I feel like this is such a great example of how it's actually pretty easy to paint like a picture of the negative sides of having kids. I always talk about. Like there's, I, I love being a mom and it's really is like my favorite thing that I've ever done, but I always find it hard to put the why into words, but that, cause then on the flip side, I'm like, all I have to do to paint a really negative picture of motherhood is tell you like one vomiting story. And I'm like, well, there you go. Like mission accomplished. (laughs) I feel like that stuff though, if you're talking to a fellow parent, it's not Mm -hmm. like even like we're laughing about it. You know, it's not like you're, you're even viewing that as a negative to a non-parent. It probably sounds like horrific, like, Oh my God. I didn't think about that. Like, Oh, but as a parent, it's like, that's not even the bad stuff. That's just par for the course. You know, it's just like one of the things that happens on in a day-to-day life as a parent. Well, and it's funny that you say that because it's also why I feel like Motherhood content, like when we're talking about social media, is like first and foremost for moms. Like, right. Because the good stuff's all implied. Like, I can vent freely to you, and like, you still know that I love my kid and I like, I love being a mom. But if you're on the outside looking into that stuff, you're going to get a really different picture of motherhood yeah. and parenting. And so I'm always like, if you're on the fence about whether or not like you want to have kids, don't get that information from social media because, yeah. Don't head to <laughs> don't head to your my my pages about motherhood. But no. I think it's like it's funny that you say that that it's for moms and and I agree that it is. But and it, I think it is coming around to also being for dads and something that dads yes. really are, are gripping more as yeah. I should have said for parents. No, I I don't think you're wrong necessarily. Like I think a lot of it is like a mom centric problem still mm-hmm. um, for a lot of 
families and people and certainly like of our parents' generation or something. I don't think half of the dads would come close to understanding the shit that we're talking about these days. Like, right. Because women then just weren't saying stuff. Exactly. No. And now it is like we have, well, and, and, we talk about how the, the we don't have much of a village anymore in person. A lot of us don't. So it is like, thank God for the online community. Yeah. I just use it as a place to bitch, you know? And I love that. I love <laughs> that because I feel seen in my bitching. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you do such a good job of sharing like the hard things in this this very honest relatable way but you also do a good job I think of keeping it light because you use humor and like I said that's really what drew me to your account um and actually on our first podcast episode uh I shared that my word of the year because I'm cheesy and I'm a millennial so I have a word of the year and my word of the year is humor because I do yeah. find it to be so necessary in parenting and life. And um, I'm assuming you feel the same, but like, have you always been hilarious or did, did trauma make you that way? (laughs) It's funny that people ask me that question as if like, you could just like grow funny pants or something like that, right? Like like later in life or something. No, I think I've always been a little bit like goofy or funny or Mm -hmm. silly and like to joke around and make jokes and like actually the more I think of it now because of what I'm doing I wouldn't have like put myself into that like like it's kind of my job to be funny now right Mm -hmm. but like I never would have thought of myself in that is that I don't take myself seriously enough to be like yes I'm a professional humorist or something you know like professional comedian a professional comedian uh (laughs) But maybe I kind of am now. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think that it is true. I mean, I think that if you if you if you look at one of my reels and it's not abundantly clear that I'm joking, then you're I don't know. Maybe you don't get the joke. But right. I hope that that's like the main takeaway, obviously, from what I say and do. Because even still, at this point, I get um, a little self conscious from time to time. Um, insecure about sharing the way Mm -hmm. that I do because of what you said like about that whole silly disclaimer that we have to say how much Mm -hmm. we love our kids or how grateful we are for our kids rather than it always being implied Um, but I never disclaim that I kind of sort of try to stay right well yeah it's like that's that's part of the joke and like yeah there's always going to be those jerks in the comments who don't get it and what are you going to do about it? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. They can, they can Who has going. the time? Yeah. Though I do. I mean, I, I do love like sliding into other people's comments and it's kind of like a, a guilty pleasure of mine to uh, like, you'll, you'll like come after a troll. Type yeah. Thing. I love that. Oh, I kind of yeah, live I for love that. that about you. I love that about you. <laughs> I have a good time with it. Actually, I was just um, the other day I was, I was. I let let the comments get the best of me on someone else's post and was kind of like about to partake in this in this internet drama. And it was the day before we were launching this podcast. And I was like, I really can't get my account canceled right now. Like this would not be good. So <laughs> I had to rein it in, but <laughs> but I do. I, I know it and I think I do I you I do it with humor because it is I feel I always like the best way to fight like 
ignorance and hate is with sarcasm because they really don't know what to do with it. No, it is. A, it's a fantastic weapon. I agree. I used to, I think I used to get sucked in a little bit more by the negative commentary, like earlier on in my account, and I would really let it like eat, eat at me for mm -hmm. like the day or whatever it was. And I'd engage and go back and forth and back and forth. And, and, uh, I, I realized that that was sort of like sucking the life out of me. Right. So, yeah. You have to know your yeah. limit. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I really, I really truly do my best to just fully half of the time. I think that they are legitimate, like bot type comments. Yeah. There's some, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like, where is this person even, is this even a real person? Yeah. And how old are you? Yes. And what, yeah. Like what planet were you born on? So. Right. Yeah. Another reason that I was really happy to come across your account that we kind of touched on is because you you haven't had like you haven't walked the easiest path in parenting. And I feel like that gives you a really unique perspective that not many parents have. And for me, I'm like, you know, we have this overabundance of parenting experts, I feel like on social media now and three kids and especially I'm like, I don't want to hear from the experts all the time. Like, I want to hear I want to hear from Caitlin because <laughs> you have faced one of the hardest things there is to face, but then you still have no problem being like, guess what? The day-to-day -day stuff is still hard and it's okay to say that it is and it doesn't make you less grateful. And it's, it, but it's also like easy for me to see that you do obviously enjoy motherhood and have fun with it and aren't afraid to like lean into the good parts. Yeah. Thanks. I, um, I think that after having been through what we went through with my son, which is that he ha had leukemia and that was a really long, treacherous treatment process. Um, and thank God he's fine now. Um, and he's okay. And, and honestly, if it had not gone that way, I'm not sure I would have be doing this or right. have the funny bone that I feel that I do still, but, right. um, I don't know. I think that I felt at that point after having gone through that, that I could really say whatever I felt like I wanted to say. Um, and with mm -hmm. all the thoughts that I had been thinking all along since like my very right. first baby, you know, uh, but I think that it gave me like the ability to really give zero fucks about what anyone mm -hmm. would say about what I was saying. Um, right. Cause I could stand behind sort of, the experience of walking down a tough road for what it meant to be a mom of young kids and have that happen to right. our family. So, right. No, absolutely. Um, like kind of, yeah, it's like makes you a little bit invincible. <laughs> You're like, just try me. I've been through the worst. Um, <laughs> uh, something else that you share, you, you were just talking about on Instagram that I really appreciated was your take on skiing with kids on like ski trips wow. um because we we also ski with our kids and i don't like to complain about it because skiing with your children is obviously something that you do to yourself um you don't like magically end up on a mountain on slippery sticks <laughs> with kids accidentally <laughs> but it really is just this whole other level of chaos and even just like vacationing with kids or day trips with kids like it is just a shit show and I I feel like again you do you did a great job of talking about it and when you're talking about um 
you know, your vacation you were on not long ago, I think, and how that experience was like, you're like, we're supposed to be having a good time, but like, I just want to know where the goddamn coffee filters are. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, in this Airbnb. So it is like you walk that fine line, like you, because obviously doing these things with your family is a privilege, right? Like, it's amazing mm-hmm. to be able to fund a ski trip or go away on vacation with your entire family. So you do feel kind of like an asshole complaining about, you know, a look <laughs> like a, a luxury privileged experience with your family. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, sometimes I'm like, God, it would have been a lot fucking easier if we just stayed home. Like, right. (laughs) I don't know why we did this to ourselves. Right. But um, yeah, it's an away game. You know, it's like, it's the same, it's the same amount. It's more work. You got to pack all your stuff playing on a different court. You're not used to the surface. Like you got to get out there. (laughs) Well, and I always say like, take, yeah, taking vacations with kids or trips with kids is a very like concentrated parenting experience. So like you take all the hard parts of parenting and now you're going to cram them all into like a week or whatever it is. And like, there's more togetherness. There's usually less sleep. There's like the financial component and all like the time spent planning at stake. And then there's this expectation that is going to be relaxing and incredible. Um, And like, parenting I feel like sometimes it is but also like parenting a lot of it is challenging yeah and and I think going into it just knowing that it was actually um my friend Lauren who was on last week taught me the term retrospective fun which is now some like it's become kind of my mantra it's where things like you know, it doesn't seem that great in the moment, but when you look back, you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things like you're taking the family photo and it's like, everybody smile, you know, like stop right. with the camera. Like we're supposed yeah. to be having fun. And uh, it, it's, it's always like, it's, it's home away from, it's not, it's, there's no different like vibe or anything. It's going to be the same amount of hassle more rather than it is. Mm-hmm. There's it doesn't go away just because you're on vacation, obviously. Right. And well, and I have actually we've lived in a vacation town for eight years now. Oh wow. So I see the behind the scenes. And so I have I am very lucky to know on a deep level that no one is having as much fun as they seem to be in their Facebook pictures. Like I it's actually quite entertaining because I do feel like I just have this behind the scenes look at all these people on vacation. And I always tell people like everyone's arguing. Okay. Just so, just so we're all clear. Everyone is arguing about where they should park, where they should go to dinner, what time they should go to dinner. Everybody is hangry because anywhere they try to go to dinner, it's a two hour plus wait that they Mm. weren't expecting. (laughs) So I'm like, it's not just it's not just you because I feel like you do. We see the pictures and we feel like someone else has this figure. Everybody else seems to have this figured out in a way that I clearly do not. And I'm like, no, I've also been a photographer in a vacation town. So <laughs> I got really? to see. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of stories like you could cut the tension with a knife on a lot of those shoots. <laughs> yeah, you never would have guessed, though. 
I know, like by the look of the picture, the highlight reel that we got on Instagram. I know. I think it's one of those things. I'm not sure like it's one of the, what came first, the chicken or the egg. I don't know if I kind of, if I already realized that very much so prior to talking about it um, on a public forum, or if I'm just so overly aware of mm-hmm. the realities now because of how many people kind of like say, oh my God, thank you. Or this was such a shit show with my family. I completely understand or so funny. This is what, you know, and then you just see the comments rolling in of people commiserating with you and um, knowing that you're really sharing in these like shit show experiences. So right. it is just, it, it, I, I do laugh a little because I'll go back to like I have a personal Instagram page and I'll go flip Mm -hmm. over there and like look at my friends and their kids and everything and it you do see you know what you see is all happy smiling families which is great like Mm -hmm. you want those pictures and all of that right like there there's not the the full picture if you know it's the highlight reel and I see you know and and we know that like everybody is share mostly sharing a highlight reel but i always wonder with social media like do our brains can we really comprehend that you know when you're like scrolling and you're just seeing all these people's highlight highlight reels and it's it's one thing to like tell yourself like okay no that like everybody's human everybody has these hard times but then i'm like does my brain really, can it comprehend that they, these are all separate people that I'm looking at and I'm not just seeing like, right? I don't know. I just wonder how it impacts us on a, like a level that we don't, we're almost like, it's like the subconscious thing that we're not fully aware of mm-hmm. um, that we internalize too. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure we're all like, uh, even though we know it, it's on some level a little bit insecure, or right? A little bit like, oh, that family goes away a lot. Like, what? Yeah, we Jesus, just, like, everybody is on a freaking uh, vacation except for me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to Miami on Friday for two nights. Woo! That Woo! sounds amazing right I'm now. Very like, again, excited. buried in snow here. Yeah, same here. It's freezing, not a lot of snow, but it's colder than a witch's tit in a brass bra. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, we um we did our big trip last year, so we are going like nowhere this year. Um for spring break, we are traveling to the exotic city of Cincinnati, Ohio. Well, so, just just in case anybody's listening and feeling like, yeah, everybody is on vacation except for me. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to Cincinnati. <laughs> Why are you going to Cincinnati? My sister lives there. Oh, okay. That's a good reason. It is like a different climate. I mean, I'm in Michigan. It's crazy how much of a different climate it is down there in the spring, though. Like, they get spring way sooner than us. So, it is yeah. It is actually nice. Yeah. So, it's the little things. 55 yeah. degrees. Ooh. Yes. I know. I'm like, that <laughs> sounds heavenly right now. A light weather. Oh, man. Something else that I think you and I are in very similar stages of parenting. And I think we have both talked about how we feel like it, in a lot of ways, it does actually get easier as your kids get older. I know I can't ever freaking say that on the internet without some asshole being like, oh, no, let me tell you all these ways that it gets harder. Just you wait. Just you wait. Wait. (laughs) 
And I'm like, well, I don't know. I mean, I feel like someday I'll be able to go to a restaurant and I won't have kids throwing things and, Uh, you know, pooping at the table. So, uh, yes. Or needing you to take them poop all the fucking time. That was the other (laughs) thing that I always tell people about having three kids is I'm like, just know that any outing that you go on like 75% of that outing is going to be looking for a bathroom <laughs> or going to the bathroom or it's it's very a very bathroom centered um phase of life it really is and then, like you said just that your odds go up when you have more people yeah. involved yeah yeah i can't imagine no. having more than 3 kids personally it's like definitely my number it's my limit right. um but i look at people who i i have a friend who has 5 kids and i just i can't imagine she i'm like you're just you're a better person than me because i, I, I tip my hat to yeah. the the people who go for more than three, because that was the, that was definitely the one that stretched us. Yeah. And like, I love a squishy little baby. And I always, I mean, I, I actually didn't love like the newborn period, but I've been out of it long enough that every once in a while, my ovaries will try to trick me into being like, you want to hold a small baby. I know (laughs) you do. Um, but I'm like, there's just no, and as they get older and in more activities, I always I, like the logistics actually is one thing that I feel like gets a little trickier. That is one thing that just gets a little more crazy because, they, you know, they have different interests. They're in different activities. So now you're driving them in all these different directions and stuff. And so that's yeah. um, it gets a little more chaotic in that way. But I'm like, as far as I feel like I'm you finally get a little bit um, of your your space back as they get older, like the, that, the intensity of those younger years, really, I feel like when you're someone who's, you know, I feel like I'm a highly sensitive person and like, it is, it's a lot of, a lot of togetherness, a lot of not really having space for yourself. Yeah. I a hundred percent, like it's, it's that, physical autonomy that you regain a little bit when your kids mm-hmm. get their independence yes. that feels so freeing. And yeah, um, it really is something that I'm with you. Like I become easily overstimulated, which is mm-hmm. by, by like the commotion of little kids and like the over the, the touched outness, like the constant physical contact really overstimulates me. Mm-hmm. And all of that really triggers me to feel anxious. So yes, it's almost like this constant state of high alert and anxiety when your kids are little and around you all the time, the togetherness. Mm-hmm. And to have a break from that, no matter how long it is, like maybe, yes, you might have, you know, some difficult teen years and stuff in front of you. But you know, everything has a season. It's like to everything. <laughs> but like, you know, it's just you're really ready for the next phase when you're ready for mm-hmm. the next phase. Like even to a certain extent, like when your little kids are like little big kids, like kind of our kids are getting to be right now mm-hmm. before those tween and teen years. I think right. like in a couple more years, I'm going to be ready for them to enter those next phases and, and I don't know, and see what they're doing at that age and that kind of thing. I always... And they really, yeah, they really get into their own interests at that age. Yeah. And that's really cool to see. 
Um, but yeah, I do. I feel like I'm in a sweet spot right now where our youngest is, is three. And so he's still like kind of a baby. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like because we're almost out of that phase forever, like I'm able to cherish it so much more. Like he ends up in our bed almost every single night. And I kind of love it, even though I am like, I'm kicked in the face and stomach and all that, but I'm able to be like, just lean into it in a way that I never could with the first, you know, in the beginning, like our first never actually slept in our bed. (laughs) Yeah. I honestly could not relate to anything more harder than what you just said right there. I have the ability to want to hold on to this last, like, Mm-hmm. year whatever it is of these like little baby t- toddlery times like cuteness it's like that real like raw pure reactions that are that are there that are still cute and yeah almost gone so not driving you insane right yeah, yeah. you're like this is yeah this is almost over and so it's almost tolerable that he's running from me every time I you know, need yeah. to wipe his face or <laughs> yeah, like it's kind of funny. Like at that point, like you're so cute and rambunctious. Yeah. But like when right, you have... we're like you're so naughty. It's adorable. <laughs> 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 when the older kids are like also old enough to be not needing you in that capacity, that same it just mm-hmm. also gives you that extra like space to feel that yeah. way. You know, like it's right. They've moved past that phase. No, and I did. I had a moment the other day where I I put a show on for the kids or whatever. And then I went, it was like the middle of the day. And I don't know if it was a snow day or a weekend or what anymore. But um, I put a show on for them and like went and took a shower. And I was like, wow, I really like vividly remember the day, the days when that like taking a shower felt hard. Like, yeah. because there was so much going on with just babies and them needing you constantly and yeah. all that. So I'm always totally. like people in the newborn phase, if you're not, if you're not digging it, I get it, but <laughs> it's all temporary. I know. And I'm not like uh, at the, in the same breath, like I'm, I would never, ever, you, you know, this, I'm sure about me that I would never be like, you'll miss it. You'll miss this one day. Cause I don't, I truly do not miss that. Right. Um, and I don't think that I really will miss it all that much because I know how I felt when I was in, right, which was really like overwhelmed a lot of the time. And like, I was going insane and losing my mind and bored and stressed right. all at once, you know, all of these, the duality of all these feelings yeah but, um yeah it's yeah and it, it is finite thank god because you're like I can <laughs> just you could put your head down keep putting one foot in front of the other like this will get I will say yep. it gets better in my experience so yep totally agree yeah and we are I I've talked about this before too but I my oldest is 12 and I get to take him to school by himself because it starts at a different time from the elementary school, which is also frustrating, but, uh, so I'll get to take <laughs> him and we, <laughs> we, uh, like we listen to like, we like the same kinds of music kind of now. And we get to, we get to drink our coffee and have these like adult adultish chats about the world. I'm like, wow. Like I actually never expected when I went into parenting that, 
I was actually I was someone who thought I the the newborn phase was going to be my favorite. And it's like oh. so weird to me that are just surprising to me that it's it's this phase. Hmm. Um. So, yeah. Yeah. But we need to we need to talk about the other um, elephant in the room, which is your front load washing machine. How's that going? Oh, that son of a bitch. I. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh. These are the things that you kind of need a course on in life. Like, fuck calculus. You know, let's talk about front-loading washing machines. Right. Well, I have some intel on that, actually. So, because we've now had a top loader for a few years because I spent a few months with a with a front load and knew that it was not the right fit for me. It was a horrible mistake. It was a horrible mistake. <laughs> and so I went to the washing machine store or whatever, you know, furniture store. And I was like, I want the washing machine that my grandmother would purchase. Yes. And he said, he was like, I know exactly what you're looking for. And I was like, perfect. <laughs> and he took me to this dark back corner of this, of this washing machine store. And he was like, this is what you want. And it was like the most basic looking washing machine yeah. I'd ever seen in my life. It was a speed queen. And um, I there was even like two level like or multiple levels where like one had a digital readout. And I was like, no, I want knobs. I want like the, dial, the rotary the phone version of a washing machine. Yes. And I that know. that is is what I got. But it was funny because he actually told me, I don't know if I should be sharing this. I'm worried that like big washing machine is going to come for me now. But he he was like, I have an executive at a very like popular, fancy washing machine company who actually just came and bought a set of these, not from his company, because his wife ah. hates their washing, their washing machine. machine. And I was like, yeah. whoa. So Yeah, whatever the latest model of that washing machine is blows chunks. It's got... It's got that front rubber gasket that just collects all the water. And if it sits there for long enough, it's a moldy, disgusting mess. It smells like mm -hmm. a basement and it's where you're washing your clothes. So it's pretty foul. But those are, yeah. And it's like, those are the things that send you over the edge, right? Like yeah. those are the, the little things in my day <laughs> that just like derail it. When I go into the basement and something smells, I'm like, God damn it. Like, what is it now? Yeah, what is that? <laughs> Who left the banana behind the couch? Um, but yeah, like, I, I feel like it's going to date. It's like one of those things you never expect you expected you were going to say, but you just, they don't make them like they used to. They don't make them like they used to. <laughs> yeah. Look at us, a couple of millennials <laughs> talking about washing machines. <laughs> just the hard hitting stuff here. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway, I think I might actually like toss that. I don't know. I I did buy this like this heavy duty like mildew mold mm -hmm. remover gel <laughs> that someone on Instagram recommended to me. Uh, and then I was like, this is probably too harsh of a substance <laughs> to be putting in my washing machine that's going to be touching all of our clothes. But uh, I did it anyway because I was desperate. It worked. <laughs> To an extent, but I think that there's also like stuff under that gasket that I can't get. At. I mean, it's just it's foul. 
Well, there is that like really there's that cleaning account. Um, what's her name on Instagram? Who I went down a rabbit hole of watching all these cleaning videos, you know, because that's that it that's just sometimes where the algorithm takes me. I have no control. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she was cleaning one of them and I felt like she was totally disassembling the whole washing machine. And I was like, I don't feel like you should have to do this to a washing machine. <laughs> no, like, why am I washing something that washes? Like, it's right. I don't vacuum the vacuum. Yeah. What the fuck is up with? The- I mean, I I don't know. It's just it. It bothers me yeah. on a cellular level. with probably no. a washing machine. Been there, done that. Totally agree with you. But I felt like I got sold down the river. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll be in the landfill soon, all of them. Everyone's going back to top load. Yeah, it's so sad. Well, thank you so much for, for joining me today. Again, I am just incredibly grateful to have found you and um yeah, just get to be on on this journey with you. Thank you. I feel the same way. And I, I really feel um, connected to you. Like I could ch- chat with you until sometime in the middle of next week. But I love yeah. being here with you today. Thank you so much for having me. Momplicated is a Bravadio production with support from ACAST. It's hosted by me, Dana Phillips. Our producer is Andy Gardner-Bernstein. You can follow, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And for more content, follow me on Instagram at Dana.P.Phillips. See you next week.